Welcome to Over for Coffee. This is the podcast where we invite our friends and family over for coffee and talk all things community and creativity. In this episode, we continue our conversation with artist Gabriel Prusmak. We talk about what it takes to do art for a living, a little about temporary art, and also about what inspires us. Come on over for coffee. struggle or talk like talking specifically about me and David about you know people saying oh I want what all the same stuff that I've seen before yeah or exactly a repeat and you're like no it could be different it could be you know yeah. it could be better than that same old thing that, that you've done before and even just the struggle with um, commissions or somebody just saying yeah but I'm gonna pay you for this and you're like yeah but I don't want to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and and I I think I'm getting uh you're, you're speaking to my heart you know today awesome. because you know I was telling Sam I I just don't want to um you know I don't want the business side of things to kind a lot of, a lot of artists don't want that <laughs> yeah like well you don't want the business side to run the joyful part of my like to oh, overrun okay, yeah. the joyful part of my life because yeah. i love staying home with the kids and now that it's summer well i basically want to just drop everything business-wise yeah. so that we can play and have fun and go outside and okay. be on their schedule and you know so i told him i gotta have to slow down you know like i have got to drop it and I'll pick it back up. It's always there, you know, mm-hmm. when when I when I'm ready for it when they go back to school. Yeah. Um you know, so it's kind of and and we're like, well, so and so might be doing this in the summer and so and so was telling me, you know, oh, they want to mm-hmm. and so I kind of was like, oh, man, that that internal struggle um I was trying to balance the two because yeah, we do need some finances, you know, you kind of you kind of you need a little bit, yeah. you know. To we like to, to eat. Yeah, we yeah. Do. the kids love to eat. <laughs> yeah. So you like electricity. Have to balance, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to balance that with who you who you want to be. Yeah. And you know, using the colors that you want to use, and yeah, you know, definitely. doing what you want to do, and expressing yourself in 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 the way that you want that you feel like is true to yourself. So, yeah. um, I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people listening and trying to decide. Yeah. You know, like. Um, what to go for, what not to go for, because what you say yes to is really important and it dictates yeah, um, big time. a lot of things. Like you said, you know, being busy is not a good thing. It, no. It just keeps you caged. It, it does keep you caged. <laughs> um, I think learning business is a big deal as an artist. Um, and balancing business, I'm reading a book right now called The E Myth. I'm not trying to advertise it, but. That's a book I'm reading about creatives versus business. And those are two minds. Those are two different minds. As an artist, you literally have to learn business. Yeah. You really have to learn business because marketing yourself is not a bad idea. It's not a bad thing. Right. Um, people do it all the time. And artists, a lot of artists that I've talked to, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want, I don't want this business mind. And I'm like, you don't have to have a business mind. Right. You can still talk to people, and people are still going to be people. Um, but do you, do you have an issue as an artist from from a business perspective, right? Let's say, <clears throat> like for example, you know, you painted, you know, a pink and yellow dog, right? Yeah. So let's say you paint this dog, someone buys it, mm-hmm. right? They really love it. Their friends look at it and they say, "Hey, I want a pink and yellow dog. Let me call Gabriel. Say, hey, you know, you painted this pink and yellow dog. Can you make me another one?" 
do you, do you, do you struggle with that? Like as far as like replicating the same thing, let's Not say really. over and over and over. Uh, I usually suggest other <laughs> things, um, or I do it differently. Um, that's the joy of it. It's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the exact same thing. Um, I have to live off my artwork. So for me, that's just, okay, I, I need to do this. And I usually go by unit square. I have to, I've had to learn things Mm -hmm. from art critics, from art collectors, from art agencies, from trial and error, from, um, just, I've learned business, not totally. I mean, still learning business, but I've learned some of the foundations just from trial and error. And when I see it, I'm like, okay, I can live off of this and I can actually live comfortably off this because I work very fast. And if I'm working very fast, and it's not not a strain working very fast, that's just how I work. Um, I can do what I want to do. And that's great because I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> Who doesn't, you know? Right. And I want to do yeah. it with passion. And I, I think if people put their passion in what they love, because I, I ask people all the time, I say, hey, what do you do? I mean, just random people. Hey, what do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, I do this and this. And I'm like, do you love that? And they're like, you can tell when somebody loves something. And they're like, eh, yeah, I do. It pays a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, but forget about the money. Act like there was never money involved. Would you do this if you could do it? And they're like, no, I wouldn't. And then I go into, I like to dig into people's passions. I like to ask them what they love and what they're passionate about. And just just like a couple months ago, or a few months ago, I was talking to my buddy, uh, and he's he's a sculptor. And he was talking to me like, oh man, I don't have time to do this. Because I was like, hey, are you sculpting anymore? And he was like, no, not really. I just don't have time. And I, I'm like, dude, if you love it, you'll do it. You'll find any amount of time to do it, yeah. whether it's a minute, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's your nap time for the day or something, whether it's your lunch time, mm-hmm. you'll find some kind of time to do it. And he's like, man, that's true. He's like, you got to find some time to do what you love because you suffocate yourself. And that's a lot of the time. That's what growing up does to us. And this goes back to the freedom of being a kid is we suffocate our passions a lot of times. We suffocate the things we used to enjoy because we overstimulate thinking, oh, that's the big dream. But when you go back to it, even if you're not good at it, it doesn't matter. It's still something you have to fall back in love with and do. You know, like I do a lot of different things. It's not just art. I like to work out. I like to surf. I like to play golf. I like to play tennis. I like a bunch of things. Like I like way too many things, but I don't do all of them all the time. But when I can find the time to do them, I'm going to go do them. Like I'm horrible at golf, but I love golf. I don't love it as much as like painting. Painting literally comes first, but it's just funny that you find time to do these things. Right. And, and I mean, I'm just giving you an example of myself. That's it. But you find the time to do the things that you love. And I try to dig at people to, do, to, to recognize that just by asking questions. That's it. 
Yeah, because yeah, what's the thing that it. you do that nobody's paying you to do? I exactly. Mean, you do it either way. No so, matter yeah, what. It doesn't matter. The episode that we just dropped today, we talked a little bit about that, like overcoming obstacles. And we're, and we're like, that's a no-brainer. Like, the obstacles don't matter because if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Exactly. Like, it like, you're not thinking about like, oh, no, I can't do this anymore. No, you find <laughs> another way and like you reinvent and you try yeah. again. You do. You just keep pushing. You yeah, keep going. Sam sneaks away 15 times. Uh, you know, during the evening from when he comes home to, you know, we go to bed, he he sneaks away to the piano and plays a little That's thing. That's awesome. And, I love that. And I'm that. like, Sam, come on, dinner. And he, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and then he'll 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 be wandering back. He's a know. mad scientist. Yeah, he, he That's is, exactly he, what it is. He's got to have piano time <laughs> every day. And when he doesn't, he's like, he, he's sad to go to bed because he'll say yeah. sometimes, you know, he'll say, I didn't even play the piano today. You know, it's just yeah. so sad. I haven't played like, today, so as like... soon as all this is done, it's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I have um, a, a going back to marketing um, because as an artist, especially if you're trying to be like a freelance artist, mm-hmm. um, you, I, I guess a lot of people, they find their hang up or they find the obstacle is themselves because mm-hmm. you're basically marketing yourself. And that's yeah. a really hard uh, thing for people to do who are like, hey, everyone, love me. You know, like it, it, that's what it feels like. Yeah. You're just putting not only yourself and you're supposed to put your face out there. I mean, if you mm-hmm. have to follow all the social media rules and you got to go live now, now all of a sudden nobody will pay attention to you unless you go live. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, geez, you know, these things, they, they keep adding, adding more pressure to artists or to businesses you know to um you know show more of yourself and put yourself more out there and show us more of your daily life we want to know what you are behind the scenes (laughs) and we want to know the real you and you're like oh geez you know i just want you to buy a pair of earrings you know (laughs) like this is this is a lot you know of vulnerability and i think that you know that's i think where people kind of get hung up as far as artists marketing themselves so do you have any tips of just sort of like getting over yourself and I think fear of rejection obviously keeps people yeah, from putting putting them their their art out there because they feel like it's an expression of their soul or they yeah. feel like it's their you know dreams you know stuff and blood sweat and tears. So what are your sort of tips of getting over yourself and just going for those kinds of things? Um, I think one of the biggest tips I would give is to be involved with people. Period. Um, get involved with things study do do your homework just look where there's things happening I mean nowadays it's so easy yeah. I mean you can with click Facebook buttons events, yeah. and it's like oh I can join this okay I'll pay 15 bucks I mean on a business point it takes money to make money yeah. so go after what you do with all your heart as far as your your craft your artwork but Ask people questions. I ask people all the time. I look up to so many people locally and worldwide on the internet, and I ask questions nonstop. I don't care if people laugh at me. They're like, you ask them questions? I don't care. If they don't answer, I'll go to the next person. Yeah, yeah. You're going to mess up so many times that if you're passionate about it just like i said you're gonna make room to try to get through it's like you're squeezing through yeah that's sometimes how you get your work out there 
Um, so you kind of have to have a thick skin. You do have to build pushing. skin, yeah. and yeah. and I had I grew up with a lot of brothers, so I kind of had some kind of thick skin, but yeah. not really. I mean, sure, I got disappointed when people rejected me with my work, and people still do, but I don't care because it's like there's billions of people. It's not just you're not catering to one person the whole time. If you were, then that would be that'd be rough. You'd have to work on your love walk right, constantly. Right. That'd be not. I mean, that's already already something. But if it's just one person, then you're like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta show this person the world. Um, I mean, just look for the challenges in your own craft too, because that helps you update your craft to the point of people recognizing it. If you're actually showing it, mm-hmm. put your eggs everywhere in every basket. When I first started, I was I just walked up to a coffee shop, which was Mod, Mod Coffee House, and said, "Hey," and I brought a bunch of pictures of photos, regular photos, not internet photos. <laughs> I brought an album of photos and said, "Hey, this is my work. Physical can I media. show Physical my photos. Can I show my artwork here?" And they're like, "Oh, this is cool. Some of this is okay." And they're like, can you have 15 pieces? And I'm like, 15 pieces? I only have like three. <laughs> and so I started working at it. They're like, yeah, if you can do it at this. I wanted to make that deadline. So I just, I mean, I wasn't full time. So I had to really do it on the side. And I, I wanted it. I really, and I still yeah. want, I don't, I don't want recognition. I just want to show people new colors, new things. That's it. Yeah. It's not necessarily about recognition. It's about just opening people's eyes. Do it for yourself, but really just do it in a sense of, wow, you can satisfy people's lives with it. That, and I was going to ask you that. So how much how much is it for you? How much is it when you create something, how much is it for you to do it for yourself versus, hey, this is, you know, I'm putting this out there because I want to show someone you know, whatever the message is that you're trying to convey. What do you mean? How much is it? Well, I mean, how, when, when you do a piece of art, you know, are you, you know, is it a hundred percent for you? Like, Hey, I'm doing this as an expression of myself, whether no one sees it or no one has ever experienced it. Like I'm just doing it to create something yeah. that you have to put out. Or is it, is it 50, 50 of, Hey, I'm doing this for myself, but I also want to put this out so someone else can see this and enjoy it and enjoy it just it. as much I, as I, I do it a hundred percent for myself and for people. So I want it to be seen. I want it to I want people to enjoy it too. That's kind of where I'm at. I I have paintings at my house that nobody has seen. That's what I was about to ask. Do you have I have stuff? a few pieces that no <laughs> if you've come to my house you've seen them and they're like what is this? This is nothing of what your style. And I'm like, "Well, I don't really show this. I just don't want to." <laughs> it's not necessarily for myself though. It's just something I don't. I, I love it's it. Just something yeah. you don't yeah. feel a need to share to it's, actively no like. To oh my god, you need to see this. We were we were talking about that with Sam. Uh, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Is it on this episode? Yeah, no, no, not this one. one. It's on the next episode. We were talking about this with Sam with like ha- habits of highly creative people. I don't even know what the set off was, but I was telling you no, about music that I've done that like I don't share with anyone. Like, and I just like sometimes I'll just. I'll make a song or I'll do a project and I'll just, you know, right click delete. Like that was it. Like that's, that's what, blew, for that's that what blew my mind, yeah. you know, to where not only did he create something for himself, 
but then he destroyed it for himself. <laughs> because like that was like a part of it. That like, like, like tore me I up. I made it, it existed, <laughs> it and like it served its purpose, and I was like, oh, okay, like now that's a part of me, like, and I, I hear it, and like I know it, and like the muscle memory's there now. It's, it's I like can, additive, it's cool. like okay. as a part of me, and like, so like I'm done with it. Like I don't need anyone to share it. Like I don't need that's anyone awesome. to see it. That's awesome, I love that. Like, and that's just, that's it. That's the end of the story, right? <laughs> Which I can definitely understand you painting something and putting it up in your house and saying, hey, this is for me. But it'd yeah. be like, hey, I painted this. And now I'm going to go throw it in the fire pit <laughs> yeah. after I'm done with it. So I did that a lot um, as a graffiti artist. You're, so the beginning years that I started painting... Um, I didn't want to get in trouble anymore. <laughs> so I actually asked my buddy Heath and Galveston and his mom if I could build a wall in the back of their house. Because I, I lived in an apartment. They had a house and they had nothing in the backyard. And he was like, yeah, what do you want to do? I was like, I just want to paint. I don't want to get in trouble, but I want to paint big scale. I want to learn how to paint better. And I, I don't have the space in my house. He's like, yeah. So I went and bought all this wood. And I built it the best I could. And it, it turned out good. It was 16 feet long on both sides and eight feet tall nice and i i painted i just i would roll up in the back of their house and not even tell them i'd just be painting and then i'd roll it over and i didn't take pictures and i'd paint again do something else (laughs) and they would see something new all the time but then they would see it rolled over but that's exactly how i learned how to paint because i started painting in venice beach where my brothers my brother lived and I saw that exact concept over there because there was a, there was a oh, two there's two walls there. This is right when they d- destroyed the pavilion and left two walls for graffiti artists to paint legally if you were 18 or up. And I saw I remember I sat there a few days. This was when I was 15. I sat there and I just watched people paint and I, and then like they would take a picture and they would leave with their paint and it was still midday and somebody would come over. And they were going to paint and they'd roll over the whole wall. And I'm talking like a 30 feet wall. Yeah. And they'd roll over the whole And I'm like, I can't believe they're rolling this over. <laughs> and this was just like, whoa. And I just start talking to those people like, why'd you roll over that? And they're like, because I don't know that person. This is my time to paint. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> I remember there was this guy, Tiki J1. He was one of my favorite stencil artists in LA. And... I was, we were skateboarding, we skated a lot. We were skateboarding at night and it was at Venice. There was a little park right there. And I was 15 at that time and I saw him. He did wheat paste, which is glue, really strong glue on paper that billboard billboard users use. Even uh, people that post them all over construction walls, that's actually graffiti. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. You can't post bills like that and they do it. They hire people to do that illegally. And that's why you see these, oh, this is more in like bigger, like Houston, big cities. Um, but I saw this guy putting them everywhere and he's, he's got this tiki man, just a regular cool looking tiki man with contrast. And that's what made me start stencils. And he did it all over the wall. So everything was covered. Even the little cones, there's these cones there, there and they were covered, everything. You didn't see anything but his work. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> and so I came back the next day 
and almost everything was covered up except for the stuff that he had used a ladder. Everything was covered up. And I was like, this is crazy. I love this. Destroy everything. This is the graffiti mentality. But that's so much freedom though. It's a right? very, it's so, it's so like, in that situation, it's very freeing. But in the, the illegal situation, it's, I mean, it's vandalism, obviously, but it, it, got, so, it gets people in trouble. How do you feel about graffiti artists when they go legit? Like, like Shepard Ferry, you know, like, like you go from Obey Giant, like wheat paste, you know, Andre the Giant. He's still everywhere. doing what he does, though. I've, I've, yeah, but like he's getting commissioned. Like people want a Shepard Ferry on the side of the I building. I love that. That means, that means it's going to cool. stay. They appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, but like, how do you feel about like others, like Banksy, like... Like what? What do you what do you feel about like, those guys? Like space invaders? Are you asking like, if those you graffiti keep these artists? Selling out? Yeah, yeah. Like at what point? Like is it the goal to to continue just doing it like that, or or is it always to like? I mean, I see a lot of people that are. I see a lot of people online that are like still doing what they do. Yeah. Um, like he said earlier, is you do evolve, and like I used to do graffiti. I used to write an alter ego and I got tired of it I got bored with it yeah and yeah if there's the alter ego and graffiti is just kind of like ah if you're not up you're dead if you're not up everywhere you're dead and to me and that mentality is like a, a raging teenager that mentality is what happened to me I was just like I'm tired of this I want to get I want to do other stuff I want to do more than just writing the same name all the time or and and that's what obey that's what Shepard Ferry's doing mm-hmm. is he's doing he's growing his style more. I don't see it as a sellout. I see I see somebody doing being a sellout as changing everything for something yeah, else. Yeah, for money. Not for, for themselves mm-hmm. or changing for money and not doing it. Like I still go to walls and paint because I'm not getting paid. I just want to paint. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to do with money at all. Yeah. And obviously I have to make a living. So I'm doing paintings that I don't necessarily do because I'm making a living doing them. I mean, people want something, so they're going to get it the way I do it, obviously. Yeah. But a sellout is just somebody that's just doing it for money and that's and it. Changing, yeah. And changing. So they're doing their same stuff it's their style yeah and that's why it's people good. want it like it's good that's it's almost good. like you yeah. tricked the public or something <laughs> it really is i mean <laughs> yeah. like, I, that, I, that like, shepherd fairy is I doing have, you don't have to do it illegally so it's like exactly yeah. so they, like that's good i feel like that's when good. i when i shepherd people, like uses his platform too to like speak about like political issues he yeah. that's who he is about. yeah that's, that's who, he is. who he is like that's what he's that's what he was doing in the first place illegally and now he's gonna pay for it and now he's like i've seen his story and it's impressive I've, really I've seen his whole crew painting in Miami and I'm like wow he's got like a crew of 10 people painting with him his design yeah and I want that I want people to be helping me that I can help grow up mm-hmm. to do something they want to do just by helping somebody do what they're uh-huh. doing and it's just this it's not even like it's just a domino effect it yeah helps people knock out their dreams yeah, with they're help gonna find their style so they're gonna find yeah. what they want. Mm-hmm while helping learn things which is great because you don't really get that opportunity much like that's my five to ten year goal is create a team that can help me create my images but also i'm helping people learn how to do what they they want to do by learning something new or learning how to do business or learning how to market or learning how to establish a brand as their name 
uh, as I do that, you know, because that's what I'm doing too. Yeah. So it's just bringing other people up with you. And that's, to be honest, that's good success. That's not necessarily success because success can be there for a minute and fly away. Yeah. You talk uh, about legacy then. Cause, yeah, creating a legacy. Uh, yeah, creating a legacy because that's really what you're after. You're after... Uh, what you can impart into people's lives that they're going to continue to build on. And uh, I think that's really cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so I know you mentioned a couple things that you do <coughs> like outside of painting, like what, what are some things that you do when you, whenever you're like lacking inspiration, is there, is there like a go-to thing that allows you to refocus or be inspired? I mean, what, what uh, kind of fuel kind of puts fuel in the tank for you? Yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that, that's something that I'm constantly doing other than doing artwork is I love to surf. That's to be honest, being out in the water is amazing. It's like forgetting everything and just that's going back to like playtime basically. Um, and then I I like to take a lot of vacations to different places or not vacations. They're either vacations or business trips to me because I write off vacation now because I'm inspired (laughs) Mm -hmm. as a creative so I can be somewhere and be inspired to see I love observing artwork, other people's artwork, yeah. and and I lo- that's why I love Instagram because I can I'm on there nonstop looking at artwork, and sometimes I'm that doesn't help. I, I like to go like I got to see Van Gogh exhibit uh, this past Monday. Yes. That was awesome. I love that, and man, just seeing his life was like whoa, it's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, observing work a lot helps. Um, one of, the, one of the biggest things about getting, like, yeah, you say, oh, you get, like, you don't have any ideas. That's when I go back to painting and I just, I just let my arm go everywhere and I go crazy with, with my paint and I don't care. I lose total focus and it literally brings ideas when I, when I do that. That's my way of, that's how I started a few years ago as an experimental is unplanned everything on my artwork. And like just the other day, I, I like to go to um, Houston to paint at the skate park. They have these little walls there. And I love going over there. And people paint on those walls all the time. So when people get mad that you paint over their work, welcome to graffiti. That's exactly <laughs> what graffiti is. That's the whole point. <laughs> so as long as you know what you're doing, you have to paint over the whole piece. Don't leave a half piece in there because they'll be like, hey, you that's my work right there but that's just the graffiti world that's what that is um it's not necessarily a polite thing it's it's just it just gets covered nonstop. that's the graffiti life so the other day i was painting i i met somebody the night before at an art show and i said hey do you want to come paint with me because he was one of the artists at this show and he was like really yeah all right i don't have any paint with me i'm like just come just bring yourself and come paint with me and I'll have all the paint. And he was like, all right, cool, cool. So this is one of the ways I get inspired to paint is finding people that are willing to come paint with you. And he was like, oh yeah, I didn't bring anything. I'm like, don't worry about it. I have like three crates of paint and it's all spray paint. And he's like, I was like, just grab a can and go nuts. Do what you do and just let it, whatever. Let, it, let your mind just go wild. And we just started painting and, and 
there's people right there on Buffalo Bay. It's right on Buffalo Bay. And I just start inviting people. I'm like, hey, do you want to paint? And they're like, what? Huh? No. And I'm like, here, it's free. Here's the can. I walked over there and gave them the can. I was like, here, come paint. And they're like, uh, okay. And so people started coming. And I start, I just invite That's people. Awesome. I grab people. Because people inspire me sometimes. When I see what they're doing, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, I just kind of get ideas. Yeah. And I think I had like 14 people there <laughs> painting on this like 20-foot wall that's maybe four feet up. It's on like little stilts or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that in itself, and these were all adults. And I was like, this is like kids. This is awesome. That's so cool. And one of the oldest guys there was like in his 70s. And I'm like, I'm like filming him. This is the biggest kid at the park and he just smiled and I was like this is great I love this and just those kind of things it really like that's me making my own framing my own world because yeah. the Bible says you in the Hebrews you you frame your world with your words so when you do what you do with your words they're so powerful they create something when I invite people and I get people's attention to come over and do something and get them out of their shells. Just seeing that creates my world. And that just inspires me more to do it again and do it a different way and, and create even more. And, and it just becomes like a nonstop thing. It's just yeah. energy on energy. It's a, just wild. Awesome. And those things are more inspiring to me is creating something, a platform where people can be wow they just had oh man do you know what we did today you know they're telling a story <laughs> yeah. to somebody else man this kid just invited us to paint we had a blast for like that 10 minutes and as far as a, a graffiti art i don't know any of the graffiti artists that's doing that in houston but they probably maybe there are i don't know i'm not trying to put myself as the only person doing that but on the fly like that is so fun and my buddy Ronald that I just met the night before at this art show, he was like, dude, that was so much fun. I needed that. And I was like, man, I'm so glad to hear that. That just fired me up that you said that. So you get inspired by inspiring others. Yeah, it's a blast. It's like a, <laughs> a fire that other fires. set free to be Seriously, free and cool. be playful. Then you're like, yeah. It's like kids in a sandbox. Yeah. It's just like. Hey, come play with me. I'm that kid that's annoying, but still you want to play with. <laughs> you want to play? You want to play? You want to be my best so friend? So that's, that's it. Like, I want to like, go paint with you now, yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. So it was just fun, and I brought food, and people were eating, and <laughs> I don't know. It's just a blast. You had a party. You I pretty much had a party within an hour, and then I had to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to go somewhere. And from there, that day was a blast. That's like, those kind of days are just like every once in a while that are... Like, whoa, this was just just a, a, a blast of energy. And that's what's fun. Yeah. It's just meeting people is fun. That's kind of what I like in, in inspiration. Sure. Last question for you. What's, um, what's a, um, um, I guess, what's new in your creative pipeline? Right? It's something we, we like to ask all of our guests. And we ask ourselves this all the time. But is there anything new or something innovative that you're doing currently right now in your, in your creative pipeline? Um, my creative pipeline is, like I said, trying to figure out how to, um, create a team. So maybe this time next year I might have a team. Mm -hmm. Maybe this time five years from now I might have a bigger team. Um, just 
trying to figure out the new things. That's my creative pipeline and new designs and new. I'm always trying to go for a bigger wall to paint because it's just fun to see a bigger wall painted. Um, that's probably about it off the top of my head. That's yeah. about it. I yeah, mean, that's good. I'm always trying to do something or figure out something to, to discipline myself as far as like the challenge thing. That's, that's a discipline is just finding a challenge and locking it in until you finish that thing and feel accomplished at yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, I'd say that's the newest thing. That's awesome. Just staying a kid. Staying and helping, a kid. Helping people be kids, man. Staying a kid and being that's free. That's the freshest thing I have for you is helping people be kids and not kids. Helping adults be kids and learning from kids. Yeah. And that's that's huge. That's a that's giant. Hey man, thanks for coming over today. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, Absolutely. That was a blast. Had a lot of fun. That was awesome. That was great. I loved it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Over for Coffee. Please drop us a comment over on our Facebook page and let us know some other local artists you would like to hear on our podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring our next cup of creative coffee by donating on our website, overforcoffee.com. Don't forget to comment, like, and share each episode with your friends.